If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. I'm absolutely delighted to be with you on a bit of a, well, it's been a weird month here in Ontario. We're just at the end of May and I have to say, I I usually love May. It's it's springtime, the leaves appear on the trees, the bugs aren't usually that bad, they they begin to, to I was going to say grow on you. They definitely don't grow on you, but they begin to get uh, a little bit more annoying as we get into June. But this month, they have been horrendous. The weather has been dull, rainy. Water levels are incredibly high right the way across the province. A lot of people were really impacted, in fact, last week. It was our May long weekend, and we had a lot of guests in cottages. Now, they come to the cottage to enjoy the first, what is really the first long weekend of the summer. So, everybody's very excited about uh, putting their foot in the water, although the water's usually pretty cold, but for some people, they are swimming. But this year, with very, very high water levels, many owners didn't have their docks installed. So, a lot of guests were really disappointed because their vision of this first weekend of the summer uh, was was not realized. So it was quite interesting that we, we had to field a lot of requests for compensation for guests because they they weren't happy that the what was described to them was which is which was sort of like come and find sunshine and dip your toe in the water and they weren't able to do either because it rained all weekend and the water was too cold. So we have to, we're actually going back to, because of climate, the climate is changing. You know, we don't have, we don't have the snowy winters anymore that we used to have. We don't appear to have the gorgeous springtime that we used to have. And we're having to go back and look at the expectations that we're creating for our guests, you know, are we telling guests that things are going to, you know, it's going to be a gorgeous summer or it's going to be a, a beautiful spring or a snowy winter and, and then having to deal with the repercussions from that because the, 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 the climatic conditions are not uh, as favorable as we're making it out to be. So, so that's, that's been quite an interesting discussion in our office as we, you know, we look at the photographs we post on site, which for the summer have this fabulous blue sky and sparkling water. When when we're actually forecast a pretty dire summer this year with a lot of rainfall, it's not going to look like the pictures. So we're we're just talking through issues like that. How do we how do we get across that? You know, it's it's still a lovely place to go for a vacation, but not to put the expectations up too high as far as the weather is concerned. So, you know, if you've got any suggestions on that, I'd love to hear from you because this is uh, this this is something that we are 
tackling at the moment. My guest today is uh, an old friend of mine, um, Alan Egan from Rent Rentmore Weeks. And I know that a ton of people know Alan. There are those who have been through some of Alan's training courses. He did a wonderful Google Plus course some years ago and then was uh, um, a WordPress course. He is a WordPress expert and and he he delivers his training via videos. Lots and lots of short and very content-filled videos. And, and he's now doing, he's now giving away WordPress websites. So we're not really actually going to talk much about, um, about the WordPress websites he's giving away for free in this conversation with Alan. But I am going to include a link to his site for you to go and have a look. Because quite honestly, who doesn't, if you haven't got a WordPress website, you don't know where to start. Well, I would definitely head over to Alan's site. So, um, so certainly check out the show notes and particularly if you haven't got a website, I've worked through these videos and it is simple. You can have your own website up and running in three or four weeks and it's costing you nothing except the, um, the hosting charges, which are minimal. So, um, Alan is very, uh, focused on content on his websites. And content is one thing that we're going to be talking about today, but also I'm talking to him about the issues of going independent, of being and being independent from the listing sites. And I know this is something we cover off in, in a lot of different interviews and talks I have with people, but Alan has some, some, some very clear views on it. And, and I wanted to ask him some very specific questions about how we do this. And is it possible to go entirely independent? So without further ado, let's move on over to my interview with Alan Egan. Well, I'm so delighted to have back with me again, my friend Alan Egan. Um, last saw Alan in uh, Amsterdam a couple of months ago and um, we had a bit of catching up then and realized that we hadn't had him on the podcast since, since 2015. So I thought it's high time we caught up and found out what Alan's doing. And, and I've got a couple of questions to ask Alan about the state of the industry. So Alan, it's an absolute pleasure to have you back. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Heather. Always a pleasure. So um, you're in Denmark? I am. Yes. Wonderful. So what's the weather like on your island of Bornholm today? Uh, it's actually beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and you don't get to say that too often. Uh, but no, summer has properly kicked in. Um, all the fields are in bloom. You know, trees are in bloom. It's for the few months it's like this. It's the most beautiful place on the planet. I, you know, I, I go along with that entirely because I think exactly that about Ontario. Actually, you know, I, I moan and groan about winter as everybody else does. Five months of of freezing cold, and then we have these couple of months where it is just just spectacular um having having said that i've seen the pictures of born home and i it, it's it's on my bucket list it really is i'm going to come and stay in your place one day because it oh. just looks so gorgeous yeah it is uh, this time of year it really really is i go to your um your your rental property website uh frequently 
just 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 to see how websites should be done and we're going to come back to that a bit later on um but i end up getting really absorbed in some of the your blog posts about the 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 um the restaurants and the the different things that you can eat there and it just it just fascinates yeah, me. Uh, it's a tiny island you know that it's only 40 miles long mm. and um, kadok the restaurant that you're probably talking about has just been voted the best restaurant in the world yeah, that's a claim to fame at the moment. That was just this week, I think. Which uh, I can't take the I can't take the glory for uh, the blog posts. I don't do many of them. It's uh, nearly all Lisbeth does now. She Lisbeth does nearly all of those. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. you're going to have to let me know the um, that that restaurant name so I can put it in the show notes. Okay, yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Okay. So, what's been up in um, Alan Egan's world then for the last um, two years since we last spoke? Well, recently I've been giving away vacation rental websites. Uh, before, you know, in fact, you did one of my paid courses uh, on a vacation rental WordPress. Uh, I had a paid course that I made two or three years ago. <laughs> You're the only person I know who does it this way round, that starts out <laughs> by getting people to pay for courses and then oh, says, oh, I'll, I'll start giving them away now. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, maybe that's true enough. Uh, well, what I did was I made a, a sort of WordPress light. So it's a completed website. It's not like before where I was teaching people how to build a website. Now I'm actually giving people a completed website and a video course on how to change the photographs and the text so it becomes their own website. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's I, and and I've I've still I'm still going through it slowly, but um, one day I will finish that one too. But it, it's. Uh, and I know when people are, um, are, are doing your free website training to, uh, that there's a Facebook group, private Facebook group as well. And I've been absolutely fascinated by looking at some of those, those people who have finished their websites and are actually getting traction on them at the moment. So that, that's, that's, great to, that's great to see. First of all, it's really interesting to see how people take just really, I mean, it's a sort of ball of plasticine, if you like, you know, and they create something that I didn't quite expect. I expected most people to just follow the videos word for word and produce just a clone copy of what I'd given them. But as they get into realizing what WordPress can do, they produce things I didn't really expect. And yeah, some of them are really tip top. <laughs> and some are getting, you know, quite a few are getting bookings. Uh, some are getting, you know, some have had bookings in the first week of going live, which is, you know, just amazing. That, that is amazing. Um, so so what, the, what, what do you put that down to? Uh, well, good content. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the whole premise of what I'm putting together is that they're destination-based sites. Yeah. So they're not just talking about the property. Um, if you only talk about the property, you can't really interest anyone. Yeah. And nobody goes, you know, like, yeah, nobody comes here because I rent my farmhouse. People come here because of the island. And like you say, you read the blog because that's full of the reasons that people come. So... If you talk about that and people read those articles and around that there are mentions that we have somewhere to stay, some of the people reading the blog or the website, call it what you like, some of those people will elect to stay with us. And that's a, that's a very, very simple premise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what, so what else have you been doing? What about um, the Rent More Weeks? What's, what's happening with that? Well, Rent More Weeks, I've not been doing that much with it because I've had other projects on. Uh, so I do fire off the odd post. I haven't really even had time to write much myself lately uh, because I've been working on a number of projects that I then wanted to link together. Yeah. Uh, 
So I've got a lot of things, a lot of plates spinning, and I haven't been doing a great deal with rent more weeks. Uh, I do post and I do still mail people that uh, follow me, but I haven't done as much posting as I used to, like when I used to post every day. So can you share, uh, share some of these things that you, you've got spinning, or, or are these still under wraps for a while? Well, there's, uh, well, like you've seen, uh, I, I made, I have made uh, a digital vacation rental marketing manager that's a blog writer and a social media assistant. So it helps, or it virtually writes the posts for you uh, that you then put on your website, of course. And then it shares those posts across uh, social media you know, on various days of the week. Uh, so that was a big project. I built that myself. I coded that myself. It's still only really a, on a soft launch. I've got quite a few people beta testing, uh, although it all works perfectly. I just haven't really had time to do a big launch uh, because I'm also putting that together with a couple of other projects. So um, there are things going on there. I'm running some social media campaigns for some management companies and generally helping owners and managers just market their properties outside of the big listing sites you know as a this big misnomer that oh you can't do it on your own and of course unless you do it on your own you can't do it on your own and i'm still plugging away at trying to get people to realize that you can actually you know you, you can be successful mm-hmm. if you work at it of course you can't just uh build a website and then expect bookings to come in just like you can't really list and hope for bookings to come in like you used to you know it's there's a lot more competition than when you and i first started uh, doing the marketing i think it was only you myself and matt that were actually running any blogs in those days and then you could just list and be full well there must be five times as many rentals now online than there were then the question I, I really had for you after spending some time on some of the Facebook forums, um, one of which is say no to VRBO, which I have to say I, I ignored this one when it first started because I thought, oh, this is really going to be a moan and groan site. And it, um, it, 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 it was launched a year, two years ago when things started to change at, at, at HomeAway and VRBO. That, that Facebook group has has changed more into um, a very helpful group actually and people do they're out there asking questions and owners are coming back to share their their knowledge do you know how many members there are on the on the... And there are over, over three thousand in the closed group right okay over three thousand that's that's a good amount but it, it has it has changed but there is still a lot of rumbling and dissent on these forums and groups about what's happening in the industry. So what do you see as the primary focus? What, what are people really focused on when they're, when they're offering up all this negative activity? There, there are, it's not only one thing, although I suppose it could be summed up in the, the way in which owners have been treated uh, by the company. But to put it into perspective, you know, there was, a, there was an owner on there the other day that they got an inquiry through home away and the the potential guest had asked for a discount so the owner said yeah okay uh, i'll give you a discount I obviously wrote back an email but has no contact details so the email goes through home away 
uh, and says, yeah, I'll give you a 100 euro discount. And then the potential guest writes back and says, well, that's only a 50 euro discount. So the owner says, well, have you put that out? So the potential guest sent him the thing and VRBO in the second email had increased the, the service fee by $50. Mid-transaction, mid-conversation, they'd increased the fee. Now, obviously, people were just going crazy about that. I mean, uh, there's already quite a lot of talk about these, uh, that the fee is variable, that they're testing it, that there's you know all sorts going on there. But that people were raging about that particular thing. So I, I wrote in and said, and a lot of people were using the word hate, I hate this company. Genuinely, that's the word they were using. So I just put in a post saying, well, can people tell me why you hate the company because I'll write a post about it. And probably over 100 people wrote back almost immediately. And in fact, there's, there were so many that I haven't had time to sort them all out into an article yet. But the general sort of thing with the scare tactics, This some people, you know, uh, David and Lynn Klaus started VRBO in 1995. So some people have been on that platform for 22 years, paying a subscription fee right throughout that time, and even now they're paying, you know, the, the revised subscription fee. But that fee for a lot of time was over $1,000 a year per property. So people have had a relationship with the company for a long, long time. And now if somebody, you know, when they're, when a potential guest is inquiring, the verbiage across the emails, the scare tactics of doing business with, you know, untrustworthy owners, book direct. Well, some of these, they weren't untrustworthy for the last 20 years when they were paying you $1,000 a year. And people are quite genuinely really aggrieved about that. Um, the location map thing is, if you search a specific town, um, some of the mapkin, mapkin, pins can be, you know, 50-odd miles away. And even if I search my own island, if I zoom out twice, I see properties. I'm presented with properties in Sweden, Poland, and Germany. <laughs> I mean, they're three completely different countries. The customer service isn't going down too well, and I'm being kind. You know, people are just reading off of screens and not giving necessary truthful answers. Uh, but, of course, most of it's about the traveller fee, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just the company's in disarray. They're on consumer affairs, I think VRBO has a one-star rating. I mean, that's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. And I think it's only one star because that's as low as you can vote. Uh, on Trustpilot, uh, Owners Direct, I think, are around 0 0.3, 0 0.4 out of 10. You know, there's, it's not going well. And owners direct, I mean, what? I'm not even sure how they can even still be called that because you can't contact any owners directly anymore. Yeah, I think, I mean, that that really is one of the, the, the biggest issues, isn't it? It's just the owners yeah. and, and, and managers as well because I, I know as a, as a manager, I'm, I'm seeing and I've just seen recently that, um, that properties that we're managing are out there on HomeAway and VRBO and it says they are being managed by Canada Stays. Property managed by Canada Stays. It's like, hello? <laughs> this, you know, do, does this mean when, you know, we were talking just before we went on this call about, you know, I've spent my morning dealing with, 
with guest issues and owner issues. Does this mean that if they're managing our properties that I should just direct our guests directly to them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you, if you, yep. Yep. Don't, don't contact us if you can't get the, pop, uh, the microwave to work at midnight. Contact them because <laughs> they say they're managing my properties. How does that happen? I just found out today that Homeaway have been filling in the gaps between bookings and making them, uh, blocking them off as booked. Well, so uh, if you've had two bookings, say, uh, and one finishes on a Wednesday and uh, the next one starts on a Friday, Homeaway have been blocking those two days in between, showing them as booked. So no wonder people aren't getting as many bookings if the calendar looks like it's full. Mm-hmm. How can they do that legally? Uh, maybe they're going to pay the owners for those book days. I don't think so. Uh, it's a shambles. It really does seem to be, well, it's not what it was, that's for sure. Well, of course, you know, I mean, we, and we know that, that change is inevitable in, in any industry. Uh, but it just, it just begs the question of, of where's, it, where's it all going. Now, we'll come back a bit to that later because I, I've noticed that where owners are, you know, there's a lot of owners that are still in that griping mode. But there are many others who are now looking to more creative ideas and, and looking at new ways of marketing their properties and, and treating it more as, as an exercise in gaining independence rather than, um, than a griping exercise. There is a growth in, in local listing sites. And, and we, we're super fortunate up here in, in Ontario that we have one of those old traditional listing sites called Cottages in Canada. And, and they, they run in a, just the way that VRBO used to back in the late 1990s. And, and as far as they, they tell us, they don't want to do it any differently. They don't want any of the bells and whistles. They certainly don't want to be doing online booking. They, they don't want to be... They don't want contact with guests, basically. <laughs> you know, they say, you know, we're, we're, the classified, we're a classified ads section of, of the internet, which is what VRBO used to be. So, yeah. um, I mean, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not holding my breath because I think at some, I mean, that they are the most successful listing site in Canada. And um, we, we get 75% of our traffic comes directly from cottages in Canada. So, you know, the, the, the money being offered out to them at some point could take them away from from their lofty ideals. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> if you keep firing a money gun at somebody long enough, uh, sooner or later they're going to take a hit. Yeah, but, it, but it's interesting that, that you know, in, in other areas, they're, they're sort of going back to that, this yearning for these, these original listing sites. And there is a growth in them, you know. There's there's sections of the of the U.S. in particular that these these local listing sites are popping up. Um, how effective can they be? Do you think? I mean, this is a David and Goliath task. I think it depends on what they do. If they're just replicating what VRBO used to be, then I don't really see much mileage in that. No matter how how local or whatever you become. You're just a smaller version of the big companies, and the big companies have nailed that sector, and you're never going to catch them up. You know, uh, 
Airbnb home away spending more than a million dollars a year on uh, more than a hundred million dollars a year on advertising. So the fact that you're in backwards central doesn't really you know, there's no advantage to that as that I can see if you're just doing the same as them. The big sites haven't really moved forward at all. In fact, if anything, they've gone backwards. Uh, but when I when I first started listing site back in 2003, 2004, around then, you know, there were no Google Maps in those days. So I used to photograph maps and, and put GIFs of map pins on the map to show where the property was and where the nearest beach or supermarket or golf course was. There were no guest reviews. So I used to uh, transcribe my guest books. Uh, <clears throat> I was trying to do something different and raise the bar. And in fact, I've got loads and loads of bookings through being more effective and, and a wider, uh, offering a wider range of information. Well, uh, the big sites since Airbnb came along have withheld information. You know, we, even back in the in the 90s or early 2000s, it was the information superhighway. And here we are with these big companies removing the information. It doesn't make any sense. If you read any marketing material of how to market a business in this day and age, these companies are doing the exact opposite of, of what is meant to be the best practice. Mm-hmm. Their social media platforms are terrible. Anyway, that sort of moves away. So I'm not sure that a niche site just offering the same as the other sites will really hack it. You know, I think that if you're going to be niche, be super niche. You know, give more information than anyone else. That's what it's about. You, you need to be better than your competitors and not the same and not looking back for how things used to be. You know, we, we need a new generation of sites, not more of the same or more of the past. Uh, that's, in my opinion, anyway. So I don't think they'll particularly work. So, know, uh, so, so you're saying, I mean, we've got um, sites like St. John's, VillaRentals.com, Emerald Coast by Owner. You know, these are very, very localized sites. So what should they be doing to, to, to become really successful? Well, they should become magazines about St. John's and, uh, or uh, which was the other one, the Emerald Coast? Emerald Coast by Owner, that's um, Joe yeah, well, Godard's site. Just Emerald Coast. You know, it's uh, people don't go to the Emerald Coast because people have vacation rentals. There are literally, I'm sure overnight, if you've got all of the people on that site to write 10 reasons, 10, the 10 best things in their micro location, you have enough information there to write blog posts for the rest of the year. Yeah, it, uh, it, it reminds me of um, David Angotti's um, site, smokymountains.com. When David was running his uh, his um, man- property management company with Wes Mallon, um, the the site was a travelogue for Smoky Mountains. And in fact, if you go to SmokyMountains.com, you you can see that. And he does, you know, the ten best fall hikes, the you know, very very much what what you, what you encourage your website owners to do is these you know, the ten best places to go for breakfast, the 10 best restaurants, the 10 best flea markets in, yeah. in a particular area. And um, David and Wes on SmokyMountains.com just blew the competition away by delivering massive content 
and on an amazing looking site as well. That they 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 hired a professional photographer full time to come and take the photographs, and it is a stunning site. Um, I think that's one to emulate, but I think that's what what you're talking about there, isn't it? Is um, yeah, exactly. Is 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 raising the bar. That's uh, you know, it's not actually that difficult to do. If you look around, no matter where you are, whoever's listening to this, whether you're a a small time manager or an individual owner, look at your competition, look at their websites. They're all the same. They just talk about bedrooms and bathrooms, and uh, if you're lucky, a fire pit and a jacuzzi. But they don't talk about anything else. The actual reasons that people come, even in the best of situations, people only spend uh, less than fifty percent of their vacation at the property. Uh, you know, there's very little to write about, um, and so what people tend to do is they just repeat themselves a lot, especially over social media. I mean, it's how many times have you seen adverts? For, you know, oh, this next week's empty. I'll give it to you cheap. Well, that's not an incentive for coming. It's an incentive for coming is the things to see and do. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's uh, lots going on now. It's the summer, so there are different things to do than in the autumn, and different things to do in the winter. There's always something to write about. They're always something interesting to write about, and bedrooms will never be interesting. You know, the, the most interesting thing about a bedroom is the photograph, and that's that. You can't write anything about it. It's a king-size bed. Everybody's got those. I don't see the niche the niche in itself uh, of being just a smaller part of a big, a big listing company uh, or, you know, that cut up into pieces doesn't make it a niche. Uh, the niche is all of the things that are going on in that particular area and flood the site with that stuff and wrapped around it are places to stay. It's a simple concept. Whenever I talk to you, I mention Amy Bloomquist because I think she's been one of your students for, for many years and, and her site epitomizes everything that, uh, that, that you've said. Uh, in fact, and to a higher degree, because she lives in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so, so the amount of people that say, oh, I don't know what to write about, need to look at Amy's site. Uh, because, yeah, it's it's amazing uh, what you can do when you set your mind to something. And I, I don't, I haven't looked at the figures for ages, but, you know, just her, her what's growing in the garden Tuesdays, because uh, every Tuesday she writes about whatever's, what happens to be growing in her garden, uh, I think on Google, I think she's got about over 8,000 followers on just that page alone. So it shows you that if you if you put your mind to things, you can really make things happen. Yeah. I don't know if I told you, but she had some some guests come from China. And they had, they had never been to the States before. And they flew in, I think, to San Francisco and got a minibus or whatever up to her cabin. And they never went anywhere else for their entire vacation. And they went back to San Francisco and flew home. <laughs> now, that's proper marketing. <laughs> that you can interest people from another country that they would fly halfway around the world and only stay at your place. The nearest town to her has 150 people living in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's only nature. But uh, it does show you what you can achieve when you put your mind to it. Yeah, absolutely. So what is it, do you think, that what, what stops people what stops owners from taking this next step which seems seems pretty straightforward is it is it laziness which is that probably seems a bit unfair to say but i'll you know i'll get it out there anyway is it is it laziness because they don't really have the time or inclination 
or is it that they're 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 afraid of having to write and having to put these things together? Well, yeah, but if I, to be fair to you, I would have said laziness first. And it's not, I don't think that's actually anybody's fault either. In, you know, there was a long period of time when the listing sites just bought your business. Um, and when they were making pretty substantial money doing that, everybody was happy. And now, now they've tried to just milk it. You know, people are angry and are looking for a different solution. So I think people are where they were. Maybe laziness isn't quite the right term. Maybe, uh, maybe they just weren't uh, incentivized enough before. So more people are trying it, and more people that try it. And uh, as other owners see success um, happening to people around them, more people, it will become the norm. Because there will only be two ways to do things. We're already, if we're not oversaturated, we're very close to it, I would say. And so uh, there's going to be two types of people, people that just accept bookings and people that make bookings. Mm -hmm. um, and those that accept bookings will get less and less bookings because there will be more and more people in the sector. So in order to succeed or survive, depending on your finances, you're going to have to do more work. There's no two ways about that. And, uh, you know, some people are turning to channel management. Well, I don't see that as a solution. That's just flooding the market in more places. Uh, so the, the only way to do it is to get up off your ass and actually do something about your situation because trying to find a listings utopia isn't really going to happen. Yeah, because I, I, I hear, well, I see people complaining that they're, they're, they're not getting the booking, why aren't we getting bookings? We had bookings last year and now we don't have anything. We haven't had any inquiries. And then responses come back from people saying, well, you've probably dropped down the rankings. But it, it, it's just that people aren't finding them in any other way. Well, yeah, that, absolutely. There's uh, people are very, very late to the party and the party, they, they still don't really understand. So they realize now they should have a Facebook page, but all they do is use the Facebook page to market their property. So they're still, they, they've moved it one step in the right direction, but what they're doing on Facebook isn't right. You know, it's uh, marketing evolves. And, and you know, to give you an example, when, when television first came out, radio had been dominant for a long, long time, obviously. So there was a new medium. And what advertisers did was they played their radio adverts on the TV because they didn't know anything different. And that's what happens when new media comes along. So we get new media, which is, happens to be social media, which everybody knows everybody's on it, so you should be marketing. But you can't market like you used to because it doesn't work in this environment. Um, and so you know, people need to not only learn about these other ways of marketing, they need to appreciate the different nuances between how, how to market, what to market, and where to market. There's so much out there that says you've got to be out there everywhere on social media, but it doesn't. Nobody's telling you what you should be putting on on the social media. I am. I know you are. I know you. Yes, you um, are. But it, but in in general, it's in general, people aren't. And and we're we've all been guilty of that. Um, those that have been in this business long enough, before the internet came along, used to advertise in print. You know, it'd be in classified adverts, uh, maybe in the back of a magazine or a local paper or whatever. And when the internet came out, we pretty much took those same adverts, 
and put that on the internet. And then over a period of time, we were able to add larger photographs, slideshows, video, uh, customer reviews, and so on. So things evolve. And the trouble is the technology doesn't evolve. It's just there in your face. Mm -hmm. it, it moves quickly. But the marketing evolves very slowly. The marketing understanding uh, evolves much slower. So we tend to be playing catch-up a lot of the time. Yeah. You know? While while we've sort of been been, been talking, I've, um, I've I've put a couple of things into Google. Just wanted to, to touch on SEO slightly. I mean, we we, we sort of have alluded to it, um, but I, you know, I I love cycling. As I said before, you know, I've 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 looked at um, places to go cycling, and I thought, oh, Bornholm. So what yeah. happens if I put cycling on Bornholm into Google? And yeah. lo and behold, there you are on the on you know on the first page, about four or five down. Yeah, that's a, that's quite a good point actually. Is that and I get a lot of people write to me about SEO, and in the forums you see it a lot. And people people use the phrase, "What if I buy SEO?" Well, you can't buy SEO, especially if you've only got a property site that's half a dozen, a dozen pages. How could you possibly get enough SEO going on a five or ten page site? that will give you any sort of ranking for vacation rentals. Because anything around vacation rentals, these big companies have got that nailed. We're never going to compete in that market. Well, you know, I won't go into details. It is actually possible, but it takes much more of a strategy. But yeah, nearly everybody comes to my island on cycling holidays. Now, Airbnb and HomeAway don't know anything about cycling in this area. In fact, they don't know anything about anything other than the property sector uh, of the business. So, of course, uh, my wife and I sat down and said, well, we want to get to the cyclists. If we can, when people are researching about cycling holidays here, if we could give them information about that and then they see in the sidebar that we're renting a farmhouse, we'll get bookings. And so, yeah, and in fact, that was a, a relatively uh, competitive term. It didn't take us long. In fact, uh, I'd say in less than a month, we were on the first page of Google for that term. Mm -hmm. And if, if people start to think and write about, which is what I was talking about before, uh, <clears throat> the reasons that people visit, then you have a chance, quite a good chance, if you know what you're doing, of being found for those terms. But you're never going to be, you know, if we try and target vacation or holiday rental, in this case, holiday rental born home, I could sit on the computer every day for a year and I doubt if we could get on the front page. Um, but I could tell you 10 terms that we could get on the front page if we put our mind to it. And that's all about just writing good, informative content. It's not, there's no secret to SEO anymore. In the old days, you had to game Google or do a lot of research. Well, now Google's grown up. So it knows the difference between a really good quality um, article and a crap article. Mm -hmm. And so if you write really good quality content that is completely aimed at uh, guest, uh, for guests, uh, don't think about what Google are going to think about it. Just write brilliant content. And, uh, you know, that's not difficult to research what that might be. It's a lot of information wrapped up with good, uh, good video uh, and good photographs. Um, <clears throat> and sooner or later, those articles will start to rank. Yeah, I mean, years and years ago, I, I can't remember. It was, oh, Ezine. Do you remember Ezine articles? Yeah, uh huh. I wrote a couple of articles for Ezine articles, and one of them was on travel insurance for vacation rentals, but it was sort of travel insurance for cottage rentals. That article 
ranked, oh, just first page of Google for years. Um, I mean, it's now sort of disappeared, I think, somewhere. But but that was it, you know, people, because I knew people were looking for travel insurance or, or I'm not quite sure what, what the title was, but it was travel insurance for cottage holidays in Ontario or something like that. And, yeah, it was just, as, as you say, great content um, that people are looking for. And if you can write that, and that's all it is, isn't it? It's just if you can write content that people are looking for, then you'll get found. And, and just as importantly, you know, the, the more information, and I've been saying this for years, even with, even with photography, I was saying this, the more information that you can convey, the more people will trust you. If people trust you, they're more inclined to book. That's just, you know, that's a marketing fact. This whole thing fits together. It's like a big jigsaw. And the more the more that you write, people are, everybody listening to this, uh, you know, they, they have a property that they've visited a lot, even if they don't live in the location themselves. They've been there a lot because they own a property there. So they are local experts. We're all local experts. Um, I've been saying, you know, it's just, even if you write an article about where you have coffee, you know, it's a... There are loads of well, not tons of places, but there's quite a lot of places I could drink coffee on this island. But I choose one or two in particular for reasons like they might have a great view, the barista might be a bit of a character. Uh, in certain places, you, know, you can just people watch. Maybe they just do great cakes. There are so many reasons, even on you know my new tie, like where people might go for a coffee. I, if as a as a visitor, if I came uh, to your area. You're more inclined to go to a restaurant that you recommend than one I just find in a guidebook that's written by a stranger. Because guidebooks aren't written by locals. They're written by professional journalists to visit a place, visit one or two places in that place, write what they thought of the, of the meal, and move on to the next town. Uh, <clears throat> whereas, you know, uh, owners are residents. They have far more in-depth knowledge. They, their favourite beach is way better than anybody else's beach that's listed in a in a standard travel magazine. Oh, that that that's right. And I think we've always said, you know, if you can, if you can get the information that only if, if you think you're getting the information that only the locals know, you're you're yeah. you know you, you really that's, feel yeah. that you've 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 hit the motherload of uh, of of your travel knowledge. Yeah. Oh, it was. They gave us a great tip. You know, that, that's the sort of thing. And that's what you get in the reviews as well. I mean, we do that. Our guests come down and talk to us about where they're going and what would we recommend. And then people are, oh, that was such a, you know, so pleased you said that. Uh, so the whole thing goes round and round because then people start reviewing you well, which also increases trust. Mm -hmm. So this is all going to take time. Um, if, if somebody's starting this right now and thinks, okay, I'm going to take action. Um, what else? So, so content is is obviously the key. What else should they should they do? Can you give us some more tips on what owners and managers need to do to get more independent? Well, we need to approach things. You know, I'm I'm very analytical myself. I'm a mechanical engineer by trade. I used to design robots, so everything's a bit black and white. You know, sort of autistic level. Uh, so, you, But you need a strategy. You can't just sit there and think, oh, well, what should I write about today? Uh, I think you need to be far, far more strategic than that and have proper content calendars where you're going to write about the same core subject matter through each day of the week, each week. So, you know, just like magazines write about certain subjects, uh, there's always an editorial at the front. There's um, reader's letters, the next part. 
then there's a certain part that, you know, the, the magazine always has the same format every month on month. And uh, content uh, for marketing should be sort of presented in the same way. So what I suggest is that people write about uh, five core sort of subjects, which is what's on in the area, uh, what there is to see, where to stay. That isn't um, where to stay in photographs of your house. It's more, you know, if, if for example, one of the budget airlines are flying into a particular area uh, on a very cheap price, that's something to advertise. That's a reason for people getting out of their house on a Friday, flying to your destination for a long weekend and flying home on a Tuesday because of cheap flights. That's far more important uh, or more, far more likely to drive bookings than pictures of my deck, for example. Um, <clears throat> there's also uh, what to see and where to eat and drink. These are all the things that people will do while they're on vacation. And if you put a steady stream of that stuff out, uh, some of it being more heavyweight in content than others. You know, I don't expect anybody to write cornerstone content every day of the week. Uh, but, you know, one good article a week or a even a fortnight, even if you only write one really good piece of content once every two weeks, that's 26 pieces of great content by this time next year. Mm -hmm. And they can rank and they can get your bookings. So it's well worth paying attention to. You know, it's, um, it's certainly how I would. That is how I'm teaching people to create content. So, so if they're writing these, these corners, so let's say they write 26 cornerstone articles and then they're, um, they're scheduled um, daily, perhaps, posts, which could be short posts on Instagram or, or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, could then link back to these core articles? Yeah, I mean, um, what, um, what I suggest they do is obviously they have their own, they, they need their own website because people can't really book through Instagram um, or Twitter or anywhere else. And, you know, that's what people also misunderstand. They think that the point of creating social media posts is to get likes and so on. But the point of social media posts is to drive traffic back to your website. So you need a website, first of all, and then you're publishing these articles on your website and then syndicating those articles to all of the social media platforms because that's where people spend their time. So you've got to attract them outside of your uh, website uh, and if, you know, if I write an article, the 10 best beaches in St. John, then some people are going to click on that. They end up back in my, uh, on my website in St. John with an opportunity to book my accommodation. No, they may not. You know, you're going to attract more people uh, just by, uh, to, to read your articles. But any short sort of readership is better than no readership at all, especially if they're reading it on your, uh, on your website. So really, really, it all drives back to the content, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. What else? We've got nothing else to market other than our expertise. Um, you know, we've been marketing our properties for ages and it's failing us um, across the board pretty much. Even if we're fully booked, the market, if you look at the figures for, you know, 2020 and so on, it's still going through the roof with the amount of listings that they're expecting to be listed. So even if you're fully booked now, the chances are you won't be in two or three years' time, unless you start taking things into your own hands. Yeah, I, that, that, that's a great point you make, because that takes com complacency out of 
um, out of the picture, really. You, you cannot, can no longer afford to be complacent. Do you know James Ellis of Original Cottages? Um, I was at an event where he said that listing sites are a bit like crack cocaine. You know, they're really bad for you, but they're really difficult to give up. <laughs> 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 and uh, the thing is, they're not going to get any better. So you really do need to take action. Yeah, and I, I just want to sort of finish off with um, you know, just just doubling back on really the, the 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 big the big boys in this game. You know, Priceline, Expedia, they've got so involved now in the in the vacation rental industry. Um, they're coming from hotel and and resort uh, foundations. So, is there going to be a tipping point when there's going to be a ho- a real hotelification? of the industry so that it, it sort of splits apart into the the sort of the Wyndham-like properties on the one hand and the independence on the other, a bit like the hotel, the standard hotel sites and the boutique hotels. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and it's a difficult one to call. I think right years ago I wrote that I was surprised that some of the bigger brands haven't gone after some top end of the market and introduced branding inside and out. <clears throat> you know, you can imagine um, shower bathroom robes with luxury retreats emblazoned on them, slippers with brands on and so on. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sub- and also in the top end of the market, you could introduce training. At, you know, there could be a, a home away Airbnb sort of training school of how to present and maintain properties. So I think that that's a possibility. And in fact, the amount of money Airbnb have got, they could just buy properties themselves and do whatever they like. (laughs) Um, Home Away missed the boat a little bit because they had a great opportunity with VRBO, with, with the different brands they had, but with VRBO, they could have actually split and just had that for owners only. And that would have appeased 50% of their market. Um, and they could have then gone off in other directions with the, the other half of their listings, which are professionally managed. So maybe they missed the boat there a little bit. Um, yeah, it's difficult to say. I think there will be some upper echelon changes for the high-end luxury if you want to be on the, on some particular sites, you will have to meet certain standards and agree to certain terms. I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. I can't see how you can change the cottage industry in its original meaning, which no. is in fact, like, you know, like you, how would, how would you, you know, in fact, what you're doing is pretty similar to what I was doing. I was just had a, a core of villa owners, um, local and foreign in a particular area there was no way that i could manage them any more than i did and if i was trying to introduce anything that would have cost more or they would have lost some margin i would have lost them as owners agree you know i i know that um that owners in general are they're they're a fickle bunch they're also every single one of them is different and i always say you know i've i've got 180 owners and it's it's always like herding cats there's no way you can get them all on the same track, all doing. The same That's thing. right. Yeah. I did something to me the other day and said it was like herding cats. And <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's a very good analogy. 
they are all different. I mean, some, you know, I see some in the in the forums, they still only take checks. They refuse, they refuse to do more things than they actually accede to. They will never do bin um, or instant booking. They would rather go out of business. And in some ways, you know, a lot of this is first world problems. Um, well, it is, isn't it? In, in some ways, you know, we're, we're not talking about people that are really on the red line because by default, people have at least two properties to be in this business at all. Um, and you can see, you know, some are in more of a position to be fussy than others. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty of the business, actually, in, in many ways. And that's where the big companies fall down is they don't realize um, that not everybody is the same. Uh, trying to paint everything with a wide brush doesn't work, as you can see. Yeah, never has, and I don't think it ever will. <laughs> um, Alan, is there anything else you want to um, to mention, to add, to help owners and managers succeed? Well, I think we've covered most of the you know, most of the things. As I say, I I don't think people should be wasting their time looking for a a pre-modern as opposed to a post-modern, so a, a, a pre-modern listing utopia, it's not really going to happen. Um, I think that what will happen is there will be at some stage a new generation of listing sites, or uh, one or two maybe anyway to begin with, uh, that will change the game completely, like has happened in all other sectors, sectors of technology um, you know, over the last 15, 20 years. Well, as we've all been, as we've all been saying in the last uh, in the last couple of years, this is this is such an interesting industry to be in. <laughs> it is. It's very frustrating at times, but I think that we're actually on the edge of a of a breakthrough fairly soon, um, just by need uh, and want. You know, people people are looking for something new. Yeah. Hopefully, um, there's nothing there, so they're actually looking backwards over their shoulder, wishing for an old VRBO. But the, the the want is there, the need is there, uh, something will come up. Um, you know, there are some smart people out there. Mm-hmm. Well, as ever, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to, talk to you. Um, you know, I, I always enjoy uh, our conversations we have, either through, the, through Skype, from country to country, as we're doing today, or, or when we actually get to sit down together um, and, and spend some time. So... <laughs> Uh, likewise, it's uh, very, very, very nice, and uh, thank you for having me. Ah, oh, it's been a pleasure, um, Alan, and I uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Yes, likewise. Cheers. Well, thank you so much, Alan. As ever, an absolute delight to have uh, to have you on the show. You have such great insight into the industry. You've, as you said earlier on, you've you've been in this uh, business for a long, long time. And, and I also remember when really it was you, myself and uh, Matt Landau, who were the only people that were blogging and doing anything for, for owners. And, you know, th- things have changed since then. Airbnb's happened. A ton of people have come along and, and are, are doing similar things. But uh, I think we, we all have this massive benefit of, of being there when the industry was it was in its infancy and that that makes such a difference i think because we it doesn't mean that we're looking back but it means that we have the benefit of that experience and knowledge 
of of where we've where where this has come from. So, uh, good news that I I'm I'm going to Florence to Antonio's Vacation Rental World Summit uh, in September, and uh, and I'll be meeting up with uh, Alan there where he's going to be delivering a presentation which sounds very very interesting. So for the for those of you who haven't uh, checked out the uh, the Vacation Rental World Summit. I will put a link to it on this podcast uh, because, you know, who doesn't want to go to Florence, for goodness sake? Uh, just And in September, Antonio tells me it really is the best time of year to visit Florence. So if you've always had a hankering for going to Italy and going to one of Italy's most wonderful cities, well, then why don't you bite the bullet and, and plan a vacation and take in the... Uh, Vacation Rental World Summit as well. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. And I will be interviewing Antonio a little bit uh, a little bit later in, in, a, um, in a couple of months' time and we'll be doing a preview of what is going to be going on at, uh, at that event. So, so for now, I'd like to thank you once again for joining me. It's always a pleasure to know that you're listening. So... Many, many thanks. And I'll look forward to seeing you again, talking to you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. 